You'll open your Bibles to Psalms chapter number 84. It's a beautiful passage of Scripture. And uh, uh, I, I, want to, I want us to look at the last part of the, of the psalm uh, in uh, verses 9, 10, 11, and 12. And uh, I trust that the Lord will speak to our hearts in uh, this time tonight. Let's stand, if you will, for the reading of these four verses, 9, 10, 11, and 12 of Psalms chapter number 84. Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon his, on the face of thine anointed. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked or in the twent, uh, tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and mercy and thank you for this privilege to be back in the house of the Lord again tonight on a beautiful Sunday night. And thank you for everyone that's come this way and I ask that you just bless us in a very special way. Lord, thank you for the wonderful time of fellowship that we've had and singing the songs and praying and the uh, part of the service up to this time. And we pray that you would anoint your servant to say the things that I need to say to this congregation here today that the, uh, they might be blessed and Lord, that they might be uh, uh, might go home strengthened and more encouraged than they were when they come here tonight. I ask that you'll just speak to every heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, and you can be seated. This psalm probably is a psalm of David. Uh, it doesn't really say who wrote the psalm, uh, the psalm, which was also used as a song, but it was probably a psalm of David. And uh, if you'll notice that it's uh, to the chief musician upon Giddeth. Now, this word Giddeth probably is talking about a musical instrument. It's a musical word. And it's probably here talking about a, a musical ins instrument. And it says it's a psalm for the sons of Korah. Now, you remember that Korah got in trouble in the Bible back in the years ago, and he got in trouble with, with Moses. I believe I'm thinking about the right one. But his sons were reinstated and become very important uh, workers uh, with the Levitical priests and the people that worked in the temple and the tabernacle. You remember now, uh, uh, they, uh, they, the, the priests came from the tribe of Levi. To be a high priest, you had to be a direct descendant of Aaron. But the other people in the, the tribe of Levi served as priests that helped with the work. And some of them were singers and some of them were one thing and another. And the sons of Korah must have been, we're told, that they were the ones that wrote the music. Set the music to the songs and got them presentable for people to, uh, to sing. And that's an that's a important uh, work. Uh, to, uh, to do, you know, it, uh, uh, and, and, uh, and, and it's important that somebody will do that. So this psalm is for the sons of Korah to work on. You know, you write a, you write a, a song and you've got the lyrics 
and uh, the the words, and then you got you got to find somebody to put the music to it, and and uh, or whatever. You uh, some of them are written in uh, just like another song, and you just change the words of it. Uh, you know, and that works too, by the way. And if I was going to work, going to write one and write the music, I'd have to pick me out one that it would work with. You know, it. Uh, you know, Amazing Grace. It's uh, it's amazing how many uh, verses and how many parts of songs that you can just. Uh, uh, flip right in there and sing with the same t uh, tune amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me it's amazing how many that, that you can do that so these guys were the ones who were, were had that uh, uh, that job or that position or that honor whatever you wanted to call it uh, to, to write the music to the psalm and get them ready uh, to sing and as we look at uh, th uh, this psalm we see the, uh, what the, uh, the Lord has got to say and in the verses that I read down from uh, verses uh, uh, verses uh, 9 through 12 uh, he's got some uh, uh, important things to say to us and he begins here in verse number 9 by saying behold now that word behold means to look or to observe uh, and uh, <clears throat> I think sometimes that we as Christians we don't observe uh, God's blessing and God's presence uh, like we should. Uh, uh, I <laughs> uh, take enough medicine that I can start a maybe a drugstore. I think sometimes. Uh, but I, the other day, the nurse called me from insurance company. Uh, they have this thing set up for folks who are diabetics, and I don't know what else. And uh, you sign up on that, and you can uh, you can talk to a nurse anytime, 24 hours a day, if you got a question about your medicine or how you feel, if there's something wrong. And it's 800 number, by the way. And uh, they uh, and uh, and I don't call them very often, but they call me. And they one of them called this past week, and she was asking me. I guess we talked for 30 minutes or longer on the phone, and she'd asked me about things you know that happened, and uh, and and was asking to me about pain. If I had uh, pain, uh, you know, and uh, and you, you know, you never think about that. Sometimes you feel good, you feel bad, you know. But when you get to think about that, well, that was six months ago, you know. Uh, or that you know that that was last year sometime. I don't remember just exactly when it was, and I have to set it with another date to try to get it uh, somewhere. And 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 I thought to myself uh, when I talked to her, and she said, like in the in the last three weeks or last so many weeks, have have you had uh, the scale of pain? You know, where's it been? I said, really, uh, I, I've not had any pain. Uh, I guess I've caused a lot, but <laughs> I didn't I didn't have any. Uh, and that's a blessing from the Lord. Gary, I don't take enough time to thank the Lord for the good things he does for me. I really don't. Uh, he, he's, he's great, I tell you. He's wonderful. I had, used to have pain a, a while back, and Dr. Fleener worked me over and made my pain worse for a while. <laughs> But it got better, I'll tell you. And he told me the other day that it was it was doing good. Now, uh, that carpal tunnel, I'll tell you, it'll give you nightmares. I'll tell you, it'll give you a lot of stuff. Uh, when, uh, but, uh, but anyhow, we, we, we sometimes don't stop to think the Lord or to think about what he's done for us and to give thanks for what he's doing in our lives. If we're up and able to go and... And, uh, and she asked me how many days I'd had to miss in the last, uh, ever how long it was uh, because of sickness. I said, I haven't had to miss any. Uh, yeah. 
And, and you think about it. You think about uh, how long it's been since you've had to miss a day of work because you were sick. Uh, you know, I mean, and I'm talking about real sick, you know, that you, you, you had sickness and, and wasn't able uh, to, uh, uh, to go to work. So we behold the Lord and all the good things that he's provided for us. Uh, give me enough mind to carry on the conversation that's uh, semi-understandable. Uh, but, uh, he, uh, he, uh, and, but we need, and we need to stop. Sometimes the old saying is we need to stop and smell the roses. And that's the truth. We need to stop and smell the roses. He says, Behold, O God, our shield. Now the shield here I think that he's talking about is the shield that you use in battle. Uh, some of the people that were warriors and they had somebody who carried the shield for them. Uh, and others, they, they carried their own shield when they went out into battle and it was for protection to hold up in front of them, you know, to keep the sword and the things away. Uh, and that's, uh, uh, hey, I'd rather have the Lord as my shield than anything that I know. I tell you, or anybody that I know, the Lord is our shield. And when it comes to that, the Lord uh, is, uh, is our shield and, and, and it's great. It's great what, uh, what he can do. And he says, and look upon the face of, of thine anointed. We're told that this, uh, uh, this word anointed here uh, in, the, in the Old Testament is the same word that we get our word Messiah from, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the same word. We're told it's used in the Old Testament. Uh, the, the Greek word, not the Greek, the Hebrew word is the same word where our uh, word Messiah comes from. Uh, our Savior, look upon his face to th uh, think about his, uh, his good. Stop, behold, he says, and look at the Lord, our shield, our protector, and look upon the face of thine anointing, what God has done for us. And then he tells us down at the beginning in verse number 10 uh, what it's like to be a Christian and what it's like to have the Lord uh, in, our, in our heart. And, and he says here, in verse number 10, he says, for a day in thy courts, it's better than a thousand. Now when we think about the Lord's courts, we think about his presence. The temple was built and had several uh, courts in it. The, the uh, a temple that Moses or that, that, that Solomon built uh, had several courts in it. A court for the Gentiles, a court for this place, and a court for that place. But all of it was incorporated in the temple. It's all in, uh, uh, there in the temple. And when you come to church, it really doesn't matter what position you might have or what pew you might sit in or whether you sing or you preach or you teach or you take up the offering or whatever you do. All of that is in the courts of the Lord, in the, in the worship of God. It's what it is. And he says one day in that court is better than a thousand. And you can just put anything you want to imagine with that word thousand. To have the Lord as your Savior to have the Lord as your friend, to have the Lord as your protector, to have him to walk with you day by day. He's worth more than a thousand of anything that you could think of. Really, the, the Lord. And, 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 and sometimes we don't get around to thinking about that. So it's better. Uh, uh, one day uh, in the courts of the Lord uh, is better than a thousand. And then he said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper. Now, a doorkeeper was, uh, back then was considered as somebody who sat outside the door. Uh, I don't know if we have doorkeepers anymore or not uh, as such, but they used to have them a lot. And I understand that they sit right outside the door. Didn't even go inside. They sat outside the door. They, they kept the door. Uh, the guard in the prison, you know, they, they uh, stayed outside uh, uh, evidently a, a lot. But he said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God. 
just a doorkeeper. Uh, we could consider that someone who welcomes folk. And you know that's a very important thing, that somebody is there to welcome people. Uh, when a stranger comes into church, uh, somebody ought to go and shake hands with them and welcome them, uh, you know, and, and uh, find out what their names are, uh, you know, and you might find out the FBI looking for folks that hadn't paid their tax. Mildred hadn't fixed our taxes yet. <laughs> the FBI comes, I'm going out the back door. <laughs> uh, but I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in tents of wickedness. My, how much better off we are. I, and, and, and you know, God's people are better off than anybody in this world. God's people, they, 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 they've got it made. They've got the uh, promises from God and the blessings of the Lord. Uh, we don't always have things like we want them. I don't guess. Uh, I don't. I, hold, I have more than I deserve always, but uh, uh, not always things just like I want them. But I tell you, the Lord's been mighty good to me. I think about this lady over in Russell County back several years ago who evidently had lived a, a, a wild life, and she got saved, she and her husband. And they started coming to church, and they were in prayer meeting one night. And in the prayer meetings over there around home, and some of them, yet uh, uh, wherever you go, uh, people give testimonies. You know, they just uh, they just give a testimony. Uh, sometimes you have somebody to teach a short Bible lesson, uh, and and the rest of the time is spending uh, uh, people giving testimony what God's done for. Them. And uh, my father-in-law, Madge's dad, was telling about uh, he was uh, at this prayer meeting and said this woman testified. And she, uh, and she uh, testified to give thanks, first of all, for the Lord uh, uh, for saving her. And she says, I, I said, I've really been blessed. I have really been blessed. And she says, there's no way that we could eat up all the food that we've got at our house in one day. We've got food in the cabinets. Says there's no way in the world that I could put all, all, all the clothes I've got at one time. So she says, we've been blessed. Do you ever think about that? What did the Lord say there in that uh, the, the model prayer, the Lord's prayer? Give us this day our daily bread. Uh, you see, and, and, and but we don't think sometimes. Sometimes we don't stop, and and the, and the key to this is sometimes we don't behold. Sometimes we don't stop and look and think about what God has really really done for us. And then down in verse number eleven, he says, "For the Lord God is a sun and a shield." Now, that, uh, that's somebody with tremendous authority to be able to provide, to provide the sun and a shield. Isn't it amazing how bright the sun can be shining? And all of a sudden, a cloud comes over and you can't see the sun. Uh, the Lord provides both of them. That comes from God. That's a part of his plan. So the Lord provides a sun and a shield. A sun to, to, to lighten the day, to give us heat, and a shield to protect us from that, that sun. It talks about in the book of Revelation during the time of the Great Tribulation that the sun is going to be so hot that it will scorch men. You say, preacher, I have a great revival in that day. Not the way I read the scriptures. They'll curse God and blaspheme God for sending that miserable heat on them in that day. Takes the Spirit of the Lord, the convicting power of God to cause people to repent. 
That's, what, that's when people really repent is when they, they realize that they, they have sinned against God. So the Lord is both a sun and a shield. Uh, he's our every need. Uh, no wonder that people write so many uh, wonderful songs about the Lord and how he takes care of our needs. He says the Lord will give both grace and glory. Grace is uh, 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 enjoying the things that God provides us. Grace is extended from God. We're recipients of grace. Uh, we sing a song, grace for every need, grace for you, grace for me, grace for every need, and that's the truth. And God gives us grace for the need of that day. God gives grace. I thought Joe Burris made one of the best illustrations one time. He's preaching at the church in revival, and he was talking about God's grace. And he says, God gives us grace that we need today. You know, he don't give it what we need down the road. He gives it for today. And he said when he's a little boy that they lived close to a store out in the country over there at Independence or wherever it was that he lived at that particular time. And said his mother would often send him to the store to get an item or two. And she would give him money when he left the house to go to the store and get that item for her and bring it back home. And I, I'm familiar with that as a boy growing up, did the same thing for my mom. And uh, he, uh, he said, but his mom would never give him the money until he got ready to go to the store. Sometimes she'd tell him in the morning, Joe, I need for you to go to the store for me at lunchtime or whatever time of the day that she needed the particular item that she wanted him to pick up. He, she, she let him know, but she didn't give him the money until he got ready to go to the store. He didn't need the money. Until he got ready to go to the store. Said his mom knew that he'd get out somewhere playing in the creek or playing somewhere and lose the money. And he says God gives a grace that we need for today. And that's true. That's true. God's grace is wonderful. It's far beyond what man can comprehend. Uh, we just see, a, a, oh, just a, a, a very small amount. Of, and then he says he gives grace and glory. Paul talks about a, there's a crown of glory uh, laid up for me and not for me only, but all them also that love his appearing. A crown of glory. Uh, uh, and uh, and, and we, 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 can, we can count on that. Uh, for God, uh, uh, the, the Lord God uh, is a sun and a shield. Uh, the Lord give, uh, will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Uh, Preacher Lakin was preaching some years ago and I, I, and I heard the message on a tape and uh, he said that he was able to buy him a new car and he was able to buy him a Cadillac. I believe it's a Cadillac, one of the real nice cars, uh, you know, and uh, said somebody told him, said Brother Lakin says you bought a Cadillac that'll ruin your minister. Well, he said it didn't ruin my dentist. He's got one. You know, it didn't ruin my, my, uh, somebody else that was a public servant. Didn't ruin him. He got one. And uh, said this one man was talking to him. He says, said, Preacher, I sure would like to have a car like that. I sure would like to have a car like that. He said, well, you can have it. He said, you mean I can? He said, sure. said, if you want the Lord to give you a car like that, you just get out and start walking. He said, what do you mean? He says, no good thing will the Lord hold, uh, uh, withhold from them that walk uprightly. If a Cadillac is what we need, then the Lord's able to provide that Cadillac. <laughs> and by the way, that, you know, I, I don't even 
want those things too much. I, I, I get to thinking, you know, when my old vehicle gets about wore out, you know, and, and I'm afraid for Mildred to start to work in it, I, <laughs> I get to thinking, Lord, I, I sure do need some more wheels of some kind, you know. It, uh, uh, and, uh, but no good thing will God withhold from them that walk uprightly. The Lord takes care of us pretty good, does he not? He takes care of us pretty good. Um, it's been a long time since I've had to call a creditor and ask them to, if they could hold my bill for another week. Uh, and that's a blessing. There's a lot of folks that can't do it. There's a lot of folks that can't do it. Uh, uh, haven't been in the hospital but very few days in my life, I guess more than uh, four or five days in the 71 years that I've been alive. Oh, I've been in the hospital, but not as a patient. Uh, but, uh, uh, and, and, and that's a blessing from the Lord. Uh, you can tell by looking at my family that we have three good meals. <laughs> and most of the time we eat abundantly, whatever it might be, you know, we eat it uh, uh, to, to eat too much. So the Lord is good to us. No good thing will God withhold from them that walk uprightly. Sometimes we ask God for things that we really don't need and that we're better off without. Some of the things that we ask for, some of the things that we really think that we need, we're better off without them. But no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. And then he closes out this verse by saying, O Lord of hosts, and that, that term is used a lot in the Psalms and used a lot in the Old Testament, especially uh, the, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the whole congregation, the whole number of people, uh, the, 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 the Lord of hosts, blessed. And that word blessed or blessed, you can pronounce it either way according to dictionary, uh, and uh, you, you can pronounce it either way you want to, but it really means happy. Uh, that's what the word is talking about. When you're blessed, you're happy. Uh, you, you, uh, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and he says, uh, blessed is the man. And that word that's rendered man here means a person of any uh, sex or any, just a person. Uh, it means everybody. Blessed is the person that trusts in the Lord. When we trust God, when we trust him with all of our heart. Uh, I was talking to a young man last night. He called on the phone. I never met him. Uh, he's a Mr. Lester. Alvin Lester was here this morning. And he called last night, a little while before bedtime. And he apologized two or three times for calling so late. And he wasn't all that late. And talked to me. And he wanted to get right with the Lord. He'd been having some problems. And I believe he said he just got back from uh, Iraq uh, just a short time ago. And he's, he, said, uh, he said, Preacher, he said, I'm just... I'm just messed up. I'm just messed up. And I, uh, I, I need the help of the Lord. I uh, talked with him on the phone and prayed with him over the phone and, and, ex and explained to him the very best that I could. And I never, never heard of, never heard of his name. I don't reckon uh, before in my life. His, his uh, folks used to come here to church, I understand, years ago. And uh, he, but uh, uh, this morning he came in. I told him, I said, now if you come to church in the morning, you tell me who you are so I can, I can recognize you. I want to know that you're there. He said, okay, I will. And this uh, 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 young woman and, and, a, and a beautiful uh, little girl came uh, in this morning, you know, and I shook hands with him. And he come by and he shook hands. He said, by the way, he said, I'm Mr. Lester. They talked to you last night. They were here this morning. 
they were here the, uh, uh, this morning. And, and I told him last night, I said, friend, I said, all the, de all the things mm -hmm. that you've done, and, 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 of course, those guys that's gone over there and come back, and they've had some problems that they've had to deal with. And uh, there's, there's nothing fun about that. There's never been any pleasant thing about any war. And sometimes I wonder if anybody comes out a winner in a war. Honest to, honest to goodness. Even the winners have lost some things that they couldn't afford to lose. It's, it, it's hard. And, I, and that's, another, that's another story. But I told him, I said, son, it really don't matter what's going on in your past life. When you repent of your sins, God forgives you of those sins, but the work is done by you trusting the Lord. He's got this gift that he wants to give you, but you've got to trust him to receive it. You can't see him, so you just trust. So happy is the man that trusts in the Lord. We keep on trusting in God. We trust him today. We trust him tomorrow. We trust him to take care of us when we feel bad. We trust him to take care of us when we feel good. We trust him to lead us when we're going in the right direction. We trust him to, uh, to turn us around when we're going in, uh, going in the wrong direction. We trust in him. And that makes us happy. That makes us happy doing the things that's right. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes you do things that you're, you're ashamed of. You know, you, you just fly off the handle too quick. That's what Dad used to talk, uh, call it all the time. I remember uh, when we used to chop wood. You know, folks don't understand those things anymore, but there's a reason uh, for that. You know, you'd, uh, you, you, you'd, you'd chop wood, and, and uh, you'd have to keep that axe tight on the handle. You know, if, uh, if, if it didn't, it, it was likely to fly off and either hurt you or, or hurt somebody else, uh, you see. And so Dad says you don't fly off the handle. You know, and I can remember cutting wood, you know, and, and you'd chop a few licks and take that old, uh, uh, that old uh, uh, axe, you know, and, and hit that handle down against a rock and put that uh, uh, axe head back down on there until you could chop a few more licks, you know, and you didn't want to fly. And Dad would always remind us when we'd get upset, now, boys, don't fly off the handle. Just be cool, you know, uh, and that's what we do. That's what we do. We just trust in the Lord. Just trust in the Lord that he will guide us and direct us. And let him do his work in our life. No good thing, he said, will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Just keep on trusting in God. He's got a, he's got a, a storehouse of goods that he supplies our needs every day of life. And he'll sure take care of them. And if you're here tonight and you've got a need that needs to be taken care of and something that you need to settle with the Lord, uh, this would be a good time to do it. A good time to do it. Have you ever had problems that you've dealt with and things that you needed to do and uh, you just keep putting it off because you didn't want to face up to whatever it was and, uh, and maybe you wasn't even in fault, you know, but you knew you had to take care of this situation and you just put it off and worry about it and sometimes didn't sleep good of a night uh, from thinking about it. And finally you decide, well, I'm just going to get it done. If it kills me, it'll just kill me. And let's take whatever comes my way. And you get there and you find out it works as smooth as silk. Uh, that's the Lord working. Let him take care of this. Let him take care of the problems that we've got in our life. I remember this young man uh, at, at Honecker when I was pastoring up there in the late 50s. And I left there in 60 or 61, I believe. And uh, we was having a revival, and this man, he was a young guy, probably uh, in his 30s, no, no more than in his uh, early to mid-30s probably, and he had a heart condition. And that was, uh, that's been uh, uh, close to 50 years ago uh, since uh, I pastored up there. And uh, he worked in the mines, and he, he, couldn't, he couldn't work. He would, he would work uh, maybe a week, and he'd have to be off for a month. 
And he'd go back and work another few days, and he'd have to be off. He had two or three children, uh, sweet children, sweet family, and he was just one of the nicest boys, but he wasn't a Christian. And I don't know what he'd had in his mind. You know, I, I just don't know. But we started revival at the church. And I remember right at the first of the revival that he started coming. He'd come to Sunday school, and sometimes he didn't come to church on a, a regular basis, but he'd come pretty often. And, uh, and, and, and uh, the, the, right up at the first of the revival, he, uh, he, he started coming. And, and I was so pleased to see him uh, come in the congregation. And I don't remember who's preaching revival for us at that time now. Uh, but uh, just a, 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 a few nights after the revival started, he came to the altar one night. And he came up here and uh, kneeled down the, at, the, at the front of the church. And, and, and so I was just uh, waiting uh, to help the congregation or whoever I needed to help. And so I just went down over here beside of him, you know, and, and, and kneeled down beside of him and explained as best as I could how to trust the Lord and prayed with him and asked, and asked him to pray. You just pray and you trust the Lord. You pray silently. You pray any way you want to pray. It'll be all right. And uh, when uh, after he... Uh, uh, <laughs> We prayed together and said our amens, and he, just, he didn't get up off of his knees. He just turned around and looked at me. He says, that wasn't that hard, was it? And I thought in my mind what old Satan had put in that young man's mind, what all he'd have to do to get right with the Lord. And all the Lord wants us to do is just repent of our sins and receive that gift that he gives us. It's not something we work out or something we deserve. It's a gift we receive. And then after we get that gift, we're so happy for that that we want to do whatever we can to glorify the Lord and lift him up. So if you're here tonight and you're not a Christian or you've got another problem that you need to take care of, we're going to give you an opportunity to come and pray. Brother Homer, would you come and get us an invitation song? Would you bow your heads for just a moment of prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful psalm. And Lord, for the beautiful words that's in the psalm and, and, uh, and the beautiful poetry that goes along with it, Lord. And just how the psalmist writes about your goodness and mercy and paints a word picture sometimes uh, that we can understand and realize how great you are. We'll never understand the greatness of the Lord, never comprehend all of that, Lord. But we thank you for, from the depths of our heart. And thank you for these people who have assembled here tonight. We pray that in the time of this invitation that you'll speak to hearts and whoever needs to respond, that they'll do so, Lord, and you'll take care of whatever need they have. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand as we sing? Two 